Hello, welcome to um, part two. Part two of welcome episode one. Part two of episode one of Bang Bang Podcast. Uh, my name's Andy. I'm Steve. And um, yeah, he's Steve. And, um, and he's Andy. And I'm Andy. And I'm yeah, Steve. And he's Steve, yeah. And you're Andy. This is it. If <laughs> you missed the first part, this is it. Yeah. Of yeah. that shit. Yeah. Basically, yeah. a wanker's version of From Me to You. Yeah, yeah. Chuckle Brothers. Um, it's going to get worse from here, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so uh, if, you, if you're coming across this first, rather than uh, episode one... Part one. Where the fuck were you last week? Yeah, well, you missed out on some on some high quality stuff. Um, <laughs> we're we're a podcast yeah, basically cool. which talks about um, to yeah uh, legends of wrestling um, and yeah. So um, our first podcast, our first episode was about Mick Foley, um, and we covered his early days in WCW, the Independence, and ECW. And we were just about to reach the point where he signed with um, WWF in 1996. Um, so yeah, so we'll go from there really. So we joined in 1996. Um, I think they had a few different ideas in mind for him, didn't they, when he first joined? Yeah. So daft names, as WWF had the, had the kind of strange sort of mindset around that time of giving people bizarre names not like we've now. had crushers we've had yeah. destroyers but we've never had a mutilator and mutilator yeah well uh, to be fair these days people get given made up names in NXT and a lot of time there are people with so you've got Tommaso Tommaso Ciampa Ciampa to Ciampa yeah Whose yeah. real name is actually Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, and Dominic Dijakovic. Um, Chris Dijak. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> they're almost given complicated names. Um, you know, what, what's wrong with... Off on a tangent, why the fuck was Dijak given Dijakovic? It just doesn't, <laughs> it just makes it more... doesn't flow off the well, tongue. Well, because obviously... They can't... And he plays up his Croatian heritage yeah. in these things. He's from fucking Boston. Yeah, but you can't give him his proper name because obviously they, won't, they don't own that, do they? They own Dominic Dijakovic rather yeah, than Dominic. Yeah, I guess Dominic. it's all about yeah. imaging rights it's and all things like that, isn't it? Germany. It's all But yeah, but so Mankind before... Well, Mick Foley before he became Mankind was potentially going to be called Mason the Mutilator. Mason yeah, the... All sorts yeah. of shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I think there was a, a there was a few various ideas about ring gear and masks and that kind of thing and there was a bit of to and in throwing. Um, I think he was quite reluctant to wear a proper mask, a full-on mask. Um... It's sort of slightly reminiscent of what Vader ended up with mm. in WCW because he started in the full black. Yeah, maybe that's where he got the face yeah. mask, and then it sort of went to the strappy thing, and yeah. he just had a more sort of S and M version of that. Did he ever? Did he ever wrestle with the big mask on? Did he Vader? Yeah, not no, the, the, not <laughs> the big massive sort of. What the hell? Uh, with he, steam he, coming he out. Had of a, it. He had a. If you yeah. go on the internet and. Yeah. Um, do a bit of research. Yeah, you'll, you'll find that his first sort of few matches, he had a proper, proper mask on. Yeah, rather than what we came to know as Vader's sort of yeah. mask, that sort of strappy thing. So it was, it was an interesting kind of gimmick. The so he, he, I think he made his debut after WrestleMania. First night after WrestleMania was when he made his first actual appearance. But he he pretty much pitched the whole thing of mankind. Right down to having different music going in and coming yeah. out, but he didn't know any of this apparently until he actually was introduced as mankind and then won in his debut and then had different music than he came in. Who did so he beat on his debut? You remember? Oh, fuck knows. Uh, Sparky Plug. Oh, Bob. Bob Holly. Yeah. Bombastic, <laughs> bombastic Bob yeah, of the, the new Midnight Express. The NASCAR legend. Yeah, of, uh, oh, God, God. Bob Holly. Welder. 
Yeah. Back in the day from Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Um, when he was Hollywood Bob Holly. Yeah. Um, in this time when he was going from Extreme Championship Wrestling to the WWF, he had a short run in Smoky Mountain Wrestling with Jim Cornette. And obviously the bit that we have not really taken in, but we're not going to spend too much time dwelling on it, his legendary um, hardcore death matches in Japan for IWA, um, most notably with Terry Funk, but also... This is a big phone, not Bob Holly. No, Bob Holly wouldn't <laughs> chicken shit. Yeah. Outside now, Bob. Yeah. But it's Mick Foley, yeah. Um, and we're we're going to concentrate more on yeah. his WWF. Yeah, don't Google but Bob Holly. We paid lip service because yeah. we don't want anybody going on Twitter and saying you missed out that bit. To be fair, if they're going to go on Twitter and complain, that's the least, that's the least of the things. Yeah, we'd we, we'll be, anyway. we'd be glad of the company. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, abuse is you know it's just another form of flattery, really, isn't it? Speak good about me. Yeah. Speak bad about me. Just as long as you speak about me. Of course, of course. Um, so yeah, so the Bob Holly first match, and then similar to when he started in WCW, his first major feud was with the Top Man, with the Undertaker. So again, it showed that obviously, probably, like you said in episode, in part one, that Jim Cornette. Jim Ross were played a big part in bringing him in. Big fans back from WCW. Yeah. Um, he obviously hit it off with the right people backstage. Been waiting for a call from WWF for years. He was native to the area. Um, always a big WWF fan. So yeah. his end goal was to work for them. Um, finally managed it. Mm. So in the uh, in this this feud with Undertaker, he uh, culminated in a, a boiler room brawl match. Well, that was bef- let's let's. I said when I said culminated, it, the the first stage of his feud with Undertaker culminated in a in a boiler room brawl match. But it was it was. I and, and to be fair, the first two pay per view events that he yeah had against the Undertaker. Much to everybody's surprise, he came out the victor. Yeah, that boiler room brawl match is, and then the SummerSlam boiler room brawl, unwatchable. To be honest, it it it's different. Um, it's different. I like yeah. some of the stuff that was in there, but yeah. I don't think it was helped by the fact there was no commentary. No, and if two blokes fighting in a corridor in the dark is um is what you're what you're into, then then that would be. That'd be good. That'd be the thing for you. Um, and obviously, at that event, the the aim of the match was to escape the boiler room and then get down to the ring. And the first person to get the urn would be the winner. Listen. And the way it worked, the way it worked out was that I think the Undertaker made it back to the ring first, but Paul Bearer in a in a heartbreaking turn of events. Refused to give the Undertaker the urn. And I had to go through six weeks of intense therapy to get over that match. Yeah. Um, He'll turn by Paul Bearer to go with Mankind. Yeah. Mankind won that purely because Paul Bearer gave him the urn rather yeah. than the Undertaker who got there first. Yeah. So, and then so then then they ended up in um, not long after that having the first ever Buried Alive match as well. The matches after the first couple of semi-believable matches just got more ridiculous. Um, that was, again, that was, yeah. Um, so in that match, I think Undertaker won, but then he was attacked after the match by several... Yeah, by most of the heel locker. And the executioner. Terry Bam Bam <laughs> Um, so apparently, I, I was listening to a, a, a another podcast recently that may well feature a, a chap who's well known for his commentary and his love of barbecue and that kind of thing. Oh, I, I don't and know. He who said who could possibly he meet. said that apparently they did a deal to sign Terry Gordian at the time, but I think he'd 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 had a, a like an overdose on a plane or something like that, or like he he had a storied. Um, love of 
drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Um, he'd overdosed a couple of times before mm. that and bounced back, but this time yeah. he basically didn't bounce back as well. No. And that I think that was brain damage. They brought him work. in and they thought this is the 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 only way to use it. Basically, was Under stick a, a mask on him and yeah. you know. Um, it um, wasn't the Terry Gordy of old. I would have loved to have seen a Undertaker Terry Gordy feud when Terry Gordy was. Yeah. I think his last big run where he was firing on all cylinders was when he, they were. He was teaming with um, Dr. Death, Steve Williams. He's dead. Is he dead? Yeah, both of them are dead. They're all dead. But that's, that's the thing. There'd be a lot <laughs> as we go through this this the 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 story of most of these wrestlers. A lot of seventy five percent of these people are all dead. A lot of people from the era that we grew up with, um it was an era of steroid abuse and recreational and pain relief yeah. drugs abuse. And a lot of them are but to be fair, a lot of them I, were... I, I spend a lot of time watching WWF yeah. old pay-per-views and, and just going dead, 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 dead. Yeah. dead. It's I like could... Royal Rumble matches, and I think there's a certain number the Royal Rumble, which is like an unlucky number. That you know, I, I would, I actually, I would go back to the night. It'd be interesting to go for watch all the Royal Rumble matches and Ro- get the, the longest, the Royal Rumble longest sequence of people coming in to there. see who's. Yeah, dead. So, yeah. Now, I, I should imagine it would be at least half the 30. Yeah. Conservative estimate. Yeah. So he, he went for a good period of feeding the Undertaker for probably six months. Pay-per-view match, pay-per-view match. Him and the Undertaker, him and the Undertaker. It kind of, it was like a theme for his first year. Um, and then... Um, In between... All the feuds which sort of ended with the Buried Alive match. Yeah. He also had a World Heavyweight Championship match pay-per-view at Mind Games with Shawn Michaels, which yeah. for years he considered his greatest match. Yeah. Um, obviously, Shawn Michaels got a reputation for being able to make anybody look good. Um, but so does Mick Foley. So... It was going to be one of those matches where they their styles didn't mesh and neither of them would make each other look good or they would have a, an awesome match, which proved to be the case. Um, I've watched it recently. The timing and the transitions and the psychology and the moves, it, it's pretty much perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, again, that's something that, that, get, that match is something to check out on on the network or on YouTube it's it definitely just, worth watching um, so again I think it showed it was a time when Michaels was still a he was still a, he was a, a quite a big still a face Michaels he was, he was still a face he was, was approaching that kind of period where he was yeah. uh, nearing a turn um, we had a funny turn love yeah but no it's, it's, it's an amazing match again it stands, stands definitely stands a test of time um yeah. So after the uh, after the, you know the, the temporarily temporarily end of the feud with the Undertaker, he did a series of interviews with um with Jr. Kind of detailing it was more like sort of who is Mick Foley, who is mankind. Um, he, interestingly, he did it from the standpoint of telling the truth about him growing up and be, everything he said was true. He just did it from the standpoint of mankind, yeah. which I thought was a genius move because it, it added a bit of sort of weight to the character and the weight to the story. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was yeah, it, it helped, again, cement him as being one of the sort of major players. That, again, this, this is all... That, that precipitated yeah. what happened in WCW. Yeah. Where he came in as a heel and ended up naturally mm. 
being a face, and that was the most natural face move, just yeah. him talking about himself. But again, but in, 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 in WCW, you had the, the hokey concussion <laughs> thing. They did, they yeah. did, at least they so, did yeah. it properly this time. Yeah. But he didn't do anything that would no. suggest him being a face, no. which was the good, no, the sort of organic way it happened. Because at the end of that, he did what quite a few of us wanted to do in real life, which was choke JR out. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so in these interviews, the, he talked about a character which he kind of, when he was a kid, pretended to be a wrestler, doing sort of backyard wrestling. He, he kind of invented this character called Dude Love. Which wasn't what he wanted Dude Love to be. It turned it into a cheesy disco yeah psychedelic weird sort of character where the dude love from his early promos right. when he before he was a professional wrestler yeah. he was he was legitimately trying to be the coolest cat alive right yeah yeah he might be able to pull off when he was alive, 18 but when he was dude yeah. love was in his mid 30s <laughs> he he went with it though yeah he, yeah again that probably helped get him you know more over as well with the crowd and yeah, more yeah. of a the Love um, Shack, the, yeah. his interview segment. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> oh, but as, yeah, as as Dude Love, he managed to win the, the tag titles with um, Steve Austin. Steve Austin, Austin had to. I think he vacated the titles because Michaels. It was Austin and Michaels were tag champions, and Michaels had to vacate the titles due to injury. Injury then, or smile loss. Oh yeah, or yeah, something, or, yeah. Something like couldn't be, be asked. And then, didn't um, want to do a job. Dude Love turned up to be the uh, to be the replacement, but then they had to vacate the title due to Austin getting injured, um, which sort of precipitated Dude Love's um, heel turn. Mm. Eventually, yeah, yeah. Um, but following that, he had a feud with Triple H and China. This is pre DX kind of time. Yeah. Um, which to, led basically to getting to to try and get Triple H over. Yeah, yeah, but it also led to the first appearance of um, of Cactus Jack. His his original sort of character. That um, that was done really well, and yeah. I I watched that on the network, and it still it still gives me goosebumps. Yeah, the, the reaction to Cactus Jack. Yeah, was, well, it shows them that on the on the the. The Titantron, the big screen, they got like. I think Mankind comes in, and then Dude Love comes in, and then they. Kind yeah, of, they have a, like a an, an interview, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. suddenly it's yeah. it's Cactus Jack, and the yeah. pop for that is brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he wound up. Few, uh, Terry Funk came in. As Fucking chainsaw. But not as Terry Funk as, as Chainsaw Charlie. Now, can we? I'm not sure we can. Can you explain the the gimmick of Chainsaw no, Charlie? I th- I think Terry Funk was given his head and he went nuts. Because was it after then? Because he was still in. I think I think it was after this when he was. I think he still stuck around. I think he stuck around after. Because I can yeah, remember being they, in the they tag, team, tag with, team champions and that. Yeah, led but he to was the... still. He was still. With the ma- I, I, I'm yeah, not sure it was after this. He was still around after, and he was in a tag team with, um, Two Cold Scorpio as well for a bit. Who? Terry Funk. For a I've, very, I've, I've got, I've got. I don't a... remember that, or I have blocked <laughs> it out of my mind. I'm not sure you can't remember with, this. With, with them being tag team champions, led to the um, yeah. New Age Outlaws joining DX. Well, yeah, we had a WrestleMania match. Dumpster um, match. Dumpster match. But it got... Um, the result was declared null and void because they were... Fro- the 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 goal of the match was to throw your opponents into a dumpster, but they threw their opponents in the wrong dumpster. So the next night, Vince stripped them of the titles and forced them to defend them in a steel cage match. Um, that was the night, obviously, after WrestleMania... And that was the night where DX, the Triple H, uh, X-Pac, New Age Outlaws, China, the version of DX was formed. And they ended up helping uh, New Age Outlaws win that title 
match that night in the cage from uh, from Funk and Foley. Um, dead air, mate. Dead air. Can't have dead air. <laughs> I literally just paused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she yeah. Just, I went to, I don't know what he did, empty his cafeter we, bag had, kind of thing. Or... During the, the course of a couple of these podcasts, the first one and this one, we've had seamless piss breaks mm. where somebody has just seamlessly talked through yeah. and I think we've just, the willing suspension of piss disbelief has been broken by that last Yeah, and yeah, they might have heard you open the door and walk in as well. Yeah, but... yeah, but at least they didn't. Hear me having a piss, so that was all right. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we got to the the point where they I, Steve was in the toilet, so I just recapped Steve everywhere at this point. I oh, heard every word. <laughs> but yeah, so after that, the the tag team of Foley and Funk kind of broke up, and then Foley's next major feud was with Austin, as uh, Dude, Dude Love, love. bringing back Dude Love. Uh, that same night, he lost the title was he attacked Austin, as dude love. Um, it's worth knowing, around this time, in 1998 um, Royal Rumble, he actually made three appearances as each of his three personas, yeah. Mankind, Dude Love, and Cactus Jack. So a lot of firsts again. Strang- strangely didn't win it. No, well, yeah, there is that. Um, but he also had the first ever official hardcore match in WWF, WWE. Indeed. With with Terry Funk, um, yeah. Obviously, his character then was became more of a, a lackey to to Vince, who at this point had become a become Mister McMahon after becoming an the actual on screen character. And, oh yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll cover that at some point. No, we won't. Too um, obvious. But so yeah, I had a I had a, uh, had a, had a title match. I think he was it was. Austin's first uh, pay-per-view after winning the title it was him in um, Foley over the edge uh, and after that match apparently Vince fired him um, on the next night on Raw um, then he was kind of dressed sort of half as Mick Foley half as sort of, you know, he was a sort of corporate Foley and he came back later on that night with still in his shirt and tie but then also with the old mankind mask, yeah. which gave birth to the that kind of version of mankind, which was then, you know, a sort of a bastardized version of corporate Foley, really. The yeah, 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 yeah. So he still had the shirt and the tie and the, the trousers on, but also had the the mask. The mask and on. it was it became a bit more raggedy, didn't it? Yeah, uh, and then so after that he ended up going back into another feud with the. With the Undertaker. Well, it wasn't really a feud, was it? It was really that one-off match, and of course, we're talking about the nineteen ninety-eight King of the Ring. Yeah. Um, with the. Well, the first ever. Well, that wasn't the first. It event. wasn't no. Bad no, blood. sorry, it wasn't the first ever. Kane no, and the Undertaker. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was the Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, and that was the debut yeah. of Kane. Yeah. But this is the first time anyone was ever thrown off the top of the roof. And, and through the and roof. The, and, and the last. And the last. Well, um, no, has anyone been thrown off? No. People have jumped off, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Shane McMahon's jumped off. Shane McMahon's jumped off. Um, and unfortunately, it didn't kill him. No, no. Um, because just as an aside, Shane McMahon in the ring, probably the least believable anything, throws the worst punches known to man. But he is the best in the world. So. No, no, he's not. No, I think he's, you find he's he's got a trophy and he won a tournament to, yeah, to crown himself. Fucking stick that right. trophy right so up his ass. I just state the facts. Um, what his dad gave him a trophy, saying you're the best in the world, son. No, you really are. You really are the best in the world, son. Even so, though your punches are the least believable. If you're one of the few people in the world who've, who've never seen the uh, that Hell in a Cell match with the Taker and uh, Mankind, then. Well, I might, we might put a link up. No, they can find it themselves. I'll right do a drawing of it, and you can, I'll, put, I'll put a picture of the... I'll do a drawing, take a put, picture of it, put, put, put it on the, of, the put feed. Put a picture of Mantar up. Basically, of a, of a man and just, no, getting thrown off of a... Could, if you want to find it, put it in bloody YouTube mm. and, and find it yourself. Jesus. Yeah. Lazy, lazy people. You bastards. <laughs> 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 We've got to do everything oh. for you. But he was thrown off 
legitimately thrown straight off the top of the the cage. Yeah. Um, but I think I think led the, to the greatest call of all time by <laughs> by the barbecue sales by the barbecue man. Yeah. Um, as God is my witness, he's been broken in half. I watched that live on pay per view, and I literally thought I just he's dead. Looked, I just went, "Fuck, that is it, isn't it?" But apparently, the it. the worst, the more punishing one was the one through the yeah, yeah. He went through Knocked the cage out because the chair, the chair underneath, down. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but he 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 went through stuff that you yeah. shouldn't need to go through. I don't think Vince was on board with any of that. No, none of it. Really. Um, like it's been well documented. He said, "I appreciate everything you've done for the company doing that. Yeah. But I never want to see yeah. you do anything yeah. like that again." Yeah. yeah, and everything that he did from there on, which was considered extreme, was completely very controlled. Well, the thing is that kind of um, ruined Hell in a Cell in a way because again, it was always oh, you're never going to beat that. You know, are you? What, what can you do? What can you do? They they obviously didn't take that on board and have, has just been yeah. puny pay-per-views ever since with Hell in a Cell yeah. but you are never ever going to be able to do anything as no. extreme and as, as believable yeah. because it fucked him up basically so you have yeah. to believe that um, uh, but I mean, yeah it, it has ruined every other Hell in a Cell match after that it's not, still, yeah you're not going to yeah. so 11 years later uh, 21 years later sorry yeah um, there's still never been a well, more extreme yeah, but I don't really know what you can, yeah, what you can do. Um, so after that, he, he then teamed up with Kane. I think he won the tag titles for a little bit. He was still aligned with Kane and Paul Barrow at that point, but I think the tide was beginning to turn. Again, once a guy's done that sort of thing and he's got a reputation for doing these extreme wild moves and taking a beating in, Still hanging in there and coming back, he's gonna be. He's gonna turn face eventually, um, which kind of happened um, not long after that event, really. So yeah, he, he teamed with Kane. It was getting more and more popular. So um, I think he wanted. I think he also kind of got to the point where maybe I don't know where he kind of wanted to develop the character a bit more, do a bit more. Uh, not comedy, but do a bit more kind of. He's he's an engaging yeah. person, and I think it reached the point he, of... he wanted. He was suffering by that point. He, yeah. he wanted to explore different angles of himself, um, which strangely enough led to him being like the team mascot for DX. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, so he's still starting to feud with the Rock. Yeah, yeah. So and he got to it led to yeah. that. Yeah. So that that at this Mick point, Foley so... wins the title. Yeah. That'll put bums on seats. Things from Tony Schiavone. Yeah. yeah. Um, and immediately it put bums on seats. Well, yeah. Well, well, yeah. So he, so yeah, he, he was then still trying to sort of cozy up to Vince. So you had the episode where Vince was in hospital and he visited Vince, and that was the birth of. Um, Mr. Socko, and after that, um, he started feuding with The Rock whilst Vince McMahon was busy with Steve Austin. Well, um, yeah, but he had the, he became so like the trophy, uh, the the mascot for yeah. DX. He, so they had the they had the Survivor Series. I think Austin must have been uh, injured when they were gonna crown the new the new champion. Yeah, so uh, he was still kind of. The way it was being pushed on TV, that he was Vince's chosen. I fell for that completely. Yeah, well, I, I, watched right, that, I watched it. I watched it recently. Pay- it doesn't the, make any sense at all. No, but the whole pay per view. Yeah. Was, it's a good pay per view. Gang rules, wasn't it? No, no, it was the. Um, no, no, it was no. the. No, it was the. Not gang rules. No, it was the. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Now. It, it was. But I know the tournament. But I think it was the. Okay, I back in the it background, was. it was. It was. Um, it might have been DOA. Los Bariquas and oh, Nation of Domination. Yeah, I don't so remember I think that. it might have been Yeah, Gangles. maybe, possibly. Possibly. But, he, but um, there was that tournament, yeah. and I totally fell for it. I thought he was going to become the champion then. Well, the thing was, I watched this back fairly recently, I and for weeks, weeks leading up to it, like Vince and the corporation were 
beating The Rock, trying to stop him from getting into the tournament. Through the tournament, they were getting involved in The Rock's matches. And then I think the semi-final was The Rock and The Undertaker. Yeah. And they ended up going in and beating The Rock up, which led The Undertaker to get disqualified. And then I think the final was, um, obviously, Him and Mankind. And Shane... I think Shane was, was ref. ref, but at this point Shane was still being portrayed as like against Vince and trying to do the right thing. Um, and obviously ended up. I definitely fell for it. And Steve fell for it. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember if I fell for it. And I was pretty yeah, drunk did. at the time, but but looking back, watching it now, it's like it doesn't make any sense at all. The amount I'll of times leading up, pay per view, he beat him up. He, they were beating the Rock up week after week, and then suddenly, yeah. <sighs> but there we are. Um, so yeah so he um, he went on then and that was the beginning of his feud with The Rock leading to obviously him actually winning the title just before Christmas which I thought was a good a good move well obviously and he said he never really was worried about um, no. winning the championship and didn't believe he needed it until he actually won it he then realised how important it would be to him. So, yeah, but it was it was good. I, I don't think anybody was really expecting it. Well, I think that if you look back, that that match at Survivor Series was almost like a, a double term. Really, it cemented the Rock as being because again, the Rock had had a long period. Obviously, initially when he came in, being this cheesy baby. Yeah, which baby. everybody after about two weeks, everybody despised. <laughs> despised, yeah. and then he he. Turned heel, joined Nation of Domination, and then he started getting over with his catchphrases, and, and people were kind of looking for an excuse to cheer him. I think he had a short period that he left Nation of Domination, and then leading into this tournament, he was like going up against Vince and the corporation. So it was like people were like, Yeah, we really want to cheer this guy. We've got this excuse to cheer him. He's got all these moves, these catchphrases. He's, you know, he's a bit more cooler than he was a year earlier when he was being this cheesy babyface. So leading into the Survivor Series, it was like, yeah, everybody wants to cheer him. And then, they obviously, they pulled it off. They pulled off a proper double turn. Because by the end of the night, he was back to being an asshole now and being aligned with Vince. Which then, I think with Austin being out injured at the time, was then cemented Foley also as being the the big major babyface going against The Rock going forward. Which again then led to him winning the title... And then um, he um, had an I quit match at the Rumble, which was a bit too far. <laughs> yeah, Storied in even for even for a bloke who's had his ear. Storied in beyond the off. Matt film. If yeah. you watch that, you know all about it. Um, family weren't particularly pleased with it. Um, no, his kids were there, weren't they? He wasn't particularly pleased with. No, them. I think he felt the, the way Rock the, took the liberties. Rock up overreacted to the chair shots and, yeah. and laid them in a bit thick. Um, there were a lot of unprotected. And that was the precursor of them banning that many chair yeah, shots. Yeah, yeah. And, and they they really don't do it. Unprotected headshots with not a no, chair is no, not... You no. don't do that these days. No, no. Because, uh, yeah, I mean... But at the time, there was some... Ret- some ridiculous shots he was taking. Mm, um, totally. Yeah. But it's a good match. Yeah, yeah. It stands out as a good match. I mean, it is, yeah, it's brutal. Because it's believable because yeah. he really was yeah. smacking the shit out of Yeah, him. yeah. And he, he obviously, and he, he was willing to, obviously it may have gone a bit further than even he had anticipated. I think that that was a turning point in him and The Rock's relationship backstage. I, I think there was a, a a period of time where he wasn't it, he wasn't friends with him. Yeah, and that did that did have a big effect on it. I think they've they've made up since, and obviously with the Rock and Sock connection, um, obviously they made up. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's when it, that was the start of the the comedy Mick Foley. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they kind of traded the title a bit around that sort of period. So I think they did a a big um, halftime Super Bowl show match. Yeah. The empty arena. Never seen that. 
No, 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 I can't imagine it's worth watching. But, but you pinned him with the aid, of a, yeah, yeah, with the aid yeah. of a forklift yeah. truck. Um, and then he, uh, yeah, they, again, they trade the title again after the, um, after the St. Valentine's Day Massacre pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. But a big show made his, uh, his triumphant debut. Was, but for something on his first night, he he was booked like horrifically at the big show. Really, for most of it, I'd say for most of his, I think his first night he debuted, and he threw. I think it was a cage match with Austin and Vince, and he threw Vin, uh, threw Austin through the cage, leading to Austin winning. Um, I think the next night he was involved in the match, which led to the Rock winning the title back from from Foley. Um, yeah, so to their fully apparently went on that year had went on to I can't remember this match, but WrestleMania that year, I think it was Austin and The Rock, and then Foley beat the Big Show at WrestleMania that year. Two thousand, wasn't it? Yeah, I think. Oh no, that might have been ninety nine. Yeah, the the Um, big two thousand four corners match, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, But from then, yeah, so he was kind of a a comedy character going forwards. Um, had a little boiler room brawl match with the Big Show, which I can't. I, I, I don't remember it, or I blocked it from my memory. So. And then he formed the Union. Do you remember who was in the Union? Short lived. It was him. Yeah. Ken Shamrock. Yep. Test. Yep. Shane McMahon. No. Big Show. Big Show. I think Shane was in the in the corporate whatever. Oh uh, yeah. Right. Sh- show it, Shamrock. It, didn't, la- it Test. didn't last very long. Uh, then, like you said earlier, went out and formed the the Rock and Sock connection with the Rock, doing that. I think that this is your life segment was one of the highest rated segments in wrestling watching, history. Watching it back, it was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not particularly, mm. but again, that was. But yeah. it just proves how gullible Americans are. But they were both massively, weren't they? Both massively popular. Yeah, yeah. Um. But it was a start of, it was a start of, funny yeah. foley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I think that was, and then he, um, after having the run with the Rock, then he ended up probably, which I remember is probably my favourite foley period, was when he um, feuded with Triple H. It's because you're fucking young, son. <laughs> and you, don't, and you, you weren't old enough to. So, ninety nine, SummerSlam, was foley. Triple H and um, Austin. With Jesse, With Jesse the Body, the body Ventura. Ventura as the reason ref. for that was... I watched the, that. I still haven't watched that. Steve Austin live. refused to put Triple H over. Right, OK. Um, and the only reason he would do it is if Mick Foley was involved and he would drop the title to Mick Foley. Yeah. And then the following night on Raw, Mick Foley would lose the title yeah. to Triple H. And well, that I remember was the only yeah. way Steve Austin would let it happen. I probably I paid good money and watched I mean, me and three or four of my friends. I think it's friends. I know, yeah, but this is this is twenty years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, um, lost them all. Because it used to be sort of August bank holiday, didn't it? Summerslam. Yeah, yeah. So we, I think, we've been on a bit of a session and then came back and watched Summerslam on the on the Sunday night. But we. Um, some of my friends they watch some of us and we're walking back at oh, I don't know sort of four or five in the morning back um, and they got pulled over by the police and the police were like well what have you what have you boys been up to tonight and they're like oh we've just been watching uh, SummerSlam <laughs> we've been watching SummerSlam and the police were like you're like adults why are you watching why are you watching, are you watching wrestling for well, so, that's not that's not the function of the police. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah. We like wrestling, old Bill. All right, leave mm. us alone. You're subjugating yeah. a minority of people who like wrestling. Yeah. Fucking be Well, I do know a police. I know, I know, I know two policemen, and they're quite nice blokes. Yeah. I yeah. know several police officers. They're all dicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Um, so yeah, so after yeah, like you said. He won the title at SummerSlam night after. Dropped into Triple H, and that was Triple H's first run with the first with the run. Big Nose's first <laughs> run. Yeah. yeah, not his last. Um, Time to play the gay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, and then the feud with Triple H kind of went on, and then that culminated in the Rumble that year. The Rumble, the two matches they had those um, that year, didn't they? Yeah. One of them with the cage match. There was a no. There was a false count anywhere yeah. match, and and then the cage match with no, so the, the very uh, controlled bump. Yeah. The 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 match at the Rumble was a street fight. Yeah, that's the one. And by that point, he brought back Cactus Jack. Yeah. Um, and then they went on to have the um, Hell on a Cell, um, which was a, I think it was a retirement match as well. Yeah, and then he retired, and then about three days later, he was <laughs> yeah. announced in WrestleMania. Yeah, when um, he was, that was, so there was, that was... Even the, by wrestling retirement standards, that was a bit quick. It was, so and there was, well, it was, it was the McMahons in each corner when it was... Yeah, So he was Linda's, uh... <laughs> he was Linda's Linda's bit. representative, yeah. Um... And basically, he failed to retire ever since, really. Well, he had four years then when he was, he didn't wrestle. He was, he, he was actually. But he came back. He was for, still around. Yeah, he, he wasn't came wrestling, back though. For, he, I, I have fond memories of his run as commissioner. Yeah, oh yeah, that was great. Smackdown. It yeah. was good. Um, that was bringing on Edge and Christian as... Comedy characters. Yeah. Kurt, he Kurt Angle. Out Kurt Angle's yeah. comedy side. Yeah. There was no downside. There was the the relationship with him and Al Snow. Yeah. There was no downside to that. But brand. that seemed to me to last for ages. It was only about a year. It wasn't long enough, whatever it was, because he was still. It was it was gold mm. that period. I hate to say it, but I think that's probably my favourite Mick Foley period. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. Leave the wrestling aside. Had, yeah, that was the I thing, just yeah. loved, I just loved the banter and and the comedy that he brought to that. It was just... Yeah. Because of the way he wrestled, he wrestled in a way which there's only, a, it comes to a point where you can't... You can't no, he couldn't sustain he couldn't that. couldn't do that. He had, he had really good matches coming back with Edge and Randy Orton. We'll get to that. That got... Yeah. Those two. Yeah, over. yeah, yeah. I Spoilers. can't read your fucking notes, mate. Can't <laughs> they're over there. I'm gonna just talk. You think that was it? We're coming to an end now. Yeah, no, no. We'll, we'll cover that in a minute. Fuck. So yeah. So he had. Um, I think the end of his run as commissioner at WrestleMania in two thousand and one. Uh, he was one, a special ref. Would be in the match between Vince and Shane, which is a. I saw that quite recent. That's a good match. No. It is a good match. No, it is a good match. Go and I'll put a link up to that. Talk shit. It is I'll a good match. It, it is a good match. To confirm that you're talking shit. No, it is good. Um and then he left properly in two thousand and one. On bad terms. Not on great terms, no. And he did a bit of uh, work on the independence and with ROH. He interacted with quite a few uh, with Samoa Joe and Punk and that yeah, Punk and Samoa Joe being the main ones that he said I'll put a word in for you with the WWF. Yeah, if uh, and yeah. did as, yeah. as as we were no was as we found out later was big a a big proponent of um, Punk's and Samoa Joe's. Entry at different times into the WWE. Yeah, I came back two thousand and three. Can you remember his first when he came back in two thousand and three? His first uh, major pay per view was he refereed uh, Hell in a Cell match between Triple H and Kevin Nash. Possibly <laughs> the worst. I know, there's, there's a worse. Yeah, I can't. I can't recommend that. I, I, no, 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 it, it no. just. You're lucky. Just Kevin imagine Nash was even if you can imagine what 2003 Kevin Nash. Well, he came back. He had a cage match back in like 2010, 11 with Triple H, didn't he? But the when he came back, when he was involved in the Punk storyline thing, it was some sort of match where you had to get the uh, baseball bat first or something like that in the ring. Oh, yeah, it was sledgehammer match. I, sledgehammer I, on a pole I, match. I think. Fucking glad <laughs> I have blotted this shit out of my mind. Um, Kevin Nash was not known for being a wrestler. No, that was in nineteen ninety seven. So in two thousand and three, yeah, he came back briefly as general manager. Uh, Raw got into a feud. Oh no, that's 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 even later. Yeah, so yeah, he got into a bit of a feud with Evolution at this point. 
2004, he was in the Rumble, and he eliminated Orton. As you do. Which led then to um, to the Rock and Sock connection coming back to take on um, Flair, Orton and Batista at WrestleMania. It, it's, and he lost. We are now entering the era of the law of diminishing returns. But he's still... I Everything mean, he, he seems still to put be on a rehash. He can still put on a good... Not like when after mo- that. After that, he had a short mo- feud with Orton. When motivated. Yeah. He was so disappointed with his match with The Rock against Evolution that he'd vowed yeah. to come back and do a good job against yeah. Orton to yeah. put him over properly. But it's a law of diminishing returns yeah. at yeah. this point. He, by this point, had... Um, Put out "Have a Nice Day," his uh, his original autobiography. He's put out a load of books since, and like his career from that point, all of those have been the law of diminishing returns okay. as well. He joined TNA and became their world heavyweight champion for a bit, but we'll gloss over that Wait, by, with the fact that it's a lo- TNA's a load yeah. of old shit anyway. Yeah. Well, see, after the feud with Orton, he. Um... Yeah, I think it was Cactus Jack in that match, which again that was pretty brutal. The the matches with Edge and Randy Orton were the last two real proper matches. Yeah, so yeah, he had that match with Edge proud. at um, WrestleMania. That was his last WrestleMania match. I'm um, fucking up your notes, aren't I? Huh? I'm fucking up your no, notes. No, 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 no. We're coming to the, we're, we're coming to the end. <laughs> we're coming to the end. So, yeah, so we had that match with, uh, with Edge at WrestleMania. That was that was a good match. Yeah, yeah. That was brutal as well. Uh, with Edge and Lita. And put them both over. Yeah, yeah. Which was good. And then he, I think he also had a very short run as a heel then after that match where he kind of like, they sort of gained his respect. And then he, he had a very, he had a short feud. I think he... Um, he, he had a, there's a match with, with him and Edge and Lita versus Dreamer Funk Dreamer and Bueller Bueller at 2006 no yeah, possibly yeah um what is uh, it bloody one so yeah, night but stand his book came out not long after that and um it develops a bit of a issue between him and Flair apparently in the book he's not particularly or he said a few uncomplimentary things about Flair, and Flair was to be honest, mightily Flair pissed said, off. Said a lot of com- uncomplimentary yeah, things yeah, yeah. about him, so yeah. I don't think. But apparently, as, that came as somebody to, stood on the outside, I yeah. think um, Foley deserved to get those digs in against yeah. Flair because Flair wasn't very complimentary about him. But apparently, according to various sources, that 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 sort of backstage issue became quite physical between the two of them. Yeah. And that led to being them being booked in a in a feud as well on screen still. And this was they they must have both been. Well, Flair was probably this is like two thousand six two thousand seven. So Flair must have was been. Was that in TNA? No, this was in this was in WWE. Oh, yeah. oh, right, I blocked so, that yeah. from my mind as well. Um, yeah. So they had their matches SummerSlam. Um, and Vengeance. I I think it's still quite frosty between them. Yeah. If you've watched any of the Legends of Wrestling um, series on WWE Network, which yeah. was from around that time, yeah. they were both on the panel discussing various things, and the interaction between them was very yeah. tense and stilted um, even then. So I don't. I yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if they didn't like each other now. No, no. Because he. Although he's he's got this reputation of being a man of the people and very accessible, there's also enough stories of him being, and I can sort of get why he would do that because yeah. he'd just be accosted by people left, right, and centre. But he 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 can be a bit of a dick as well. Yeah, yeah. But I don't necessarily think that's. Um, Something that you can look badly on him for when you're in the public eye for being a good get on with everybody guy. People are going to take the piss, and you're not always going to be up for it. Yeah, yeah. So I I wouldn't necessarily um I wouldn't necessarily do him down for that. We've all got our breaking points. Well, um, Flair. I mean, I think Flair was the one of the pushers of the sort of glorified stuntman thing, wasn't he? Was yeah, there? yeah, totally. Yeah. 
but he he was very much old school Rick. And you Flair. said you go back to when he when he started in ECW and he you know he spat on the WCW. Flair was the booker so, yeah, at the time. Probably, so there's there's been there's yeah. been flashpoints at various points in their yeah. careers where they're not going to be made. Yeah. They're not going to be each other's best mates. No, no. So we had a short run as commentator, uh, which I think he's gone on record as saying he hated. Because Vince McMahon is very critical in your ear. People yeah. like um, Michael Cole have been able to live with it and work with it and do with it. Um, but he didn't... He He's a sensitive soul. Yeah. He, he yeah. couldn't deal with that. Yeah. Um, so and after, I think yeah. that's Vince McMahon at his worst. Well, from from all the stories that I've heard, him in your ear when yeah. you're trying to commentate is Vince McMahon at his worst. Um, and I would have probably gone back and punched him out. Well, yeah. To be honest, if he'd have done anything like that to me, I've walked out of jobs for less. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so after this that short run as commentator, he, he left, basically. Um, as you touched upon, he had a, a maybe a year-long run in TNA. Got up, so. Where he feuded with, basically, with Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Carried um, that shit on. It was rubbish. Yeah, well, it was, it was proper TNA... Bad TNA. With that fucking awful six-sided ring. (sighs) Fuck's sake. Uh, So 2011 was his first return to Raw. Um, He had a few kind of rumble appearances in and out. Um, So apparently... Okay. The story goes that in 2012, shortly before the the debut of The Shield. I think The Shield debuted later on that year. Okay. There was some talk that he was supposed to wrestle Dean Ambrose. There was Ambrose sort of is, some sort of mini weird there feud is some on stuff the internet. Like, yeah, it? yeah. I think on the early days of like FCW slash NXT when Ambrose mm. was there. I think Ambrose cut a few promos um, probably as... Yeah, I think he was Dean Ambrose then. Yeah, yeah. Um talking about Foley and violence and that kind of thing. So there was the sort of seeds being sown and like groundwork being laid for a match, but apparently literally he couldn't get medically cleared and then he just decided to, that's it, I'm not even going to attempt to try and come back and wrestle anymore. Um, So yeah, he went into the Hall of Fame in 2013, came back to Raw in 2016 as GM, 2016, 2017. Um, and then got fired on screen by Stephanie after Survivor Series. Keep talking. Um, and that was it. Then he's reappeared a few times. Last time he was seen on WWE TV was um, he was presenting the twenty four seven title. I mean, how fantastic that is to our truth. And then shortly after that, received the. Uh, the mandible claw from the fiend, um, and then all, I think the fiend from then on started using the mandible claw. So it was almost like a a passing of the torch, almost that Foley was then passing on that finishing move for Bray Wyatt, the fiend, to use going forwards. And that's about it, really. That's where we are. That's the point we got to with Mick Foley. He may reappear, um, but he's one of those guys. You. He makes comes and turns up and does a sporadic appearance. He's one of those guys who always, you know, he'll always get a bit of a pop from the crowd. People always be pleased to see him. Um, he's, he's one of those on... guys. You think if he'd never appeared again, you think, well, I mean, he's he's done it, hasn't he? He's had his he's had his career. There's not really much more he could do now. If you've got access to the WWE Network, I would recommend you. Looking up his 25th anniversary of the Hell in a Cell match stand-up right. show that's on there. Well, yeah, I think because he does, he does, he, he does stand up. The stand-up tours it's, this it's country. More, it's it's not stand-up comedy as such. It's him on stage talking, and he's 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 quite amusing. So. Stand up in a more lucid sense, but it, it's it's like Henry Rollins does 
quote marks stand up. He just does yeah. his thing, and some of it's amusing. I wouldn't say Henry Rollins was a stand-up comedian. No. He, he'd go out and do spoken word stuff and be very engaging. Yeah. And Mick Foley's the same. He he tells his story um, and he tells it in an amusing way. It's not a stand-up comedy, as people say, but I would recommend that because it's it's well done. You get some insight into what, yeah. what went on in both their heads. Um, yeah. And then uh, I think it, it, it's a good thing, and he's got that. He stopped writing books, which is a good thing, yeah. because he's got fuck all to write about now. <laughs> yeah, um, he looks a bit like Santa he's Claus. He's making a living doing that now, um, yeah. and he's an engaging enough character to make it interesting. Yeah, he played in Bristol last year, um, which I didn't go to, and it was only at the road. I think I was busy. Yeah, um, but I, I sort of regret not doing it. Yeah, but I'm sure it'd be. Oh, he'd be fucking he'd be back, isn't he? He likes cash, doesn't he? Yeah. So I think to to look, you need to again. It is all available to see on the network and YouTube. You go on YouTube, you can see all these, most of these notable moments we've mentioned. Um, we didn't mention the, the WCW Chamber of Horrors match, did we? No, we don't. We don't need to. Go, we don't need to worry. <laughs> if you want to see a man that. being badly, have a nineteen ninety two. Yeah. If you um, want to see a man rubbish. being badly... Was it Abdullah the Butcher? Yeah. Being electrocuted. You know. We can't leave a retrospective <laughs> of, of But if you want to see a man being badly... On the Chamber of Horrors. Badly match, electrocuted. Let's, let's move on from there. Okay. Let's move on from that. It's possibly one of the worst matches ever. Yeah. Um, if, you want, if you want evidence that Rick Steiner was never... An Oscar-winning actor. Mm. That was it. Oh um, well, yeah. As a body of work, he's probably left a more. Rick Steiner or? No, not Rick Steiner. Right, okay. Fucking yeah. dog-faced Gremlin. Yeah. You go, and that was it. Um, you probably with Mick Foley, not got a, a wide-ranging body of work that has. Possibly in two or three places changed the business. Yeah, I mean, like you said, he's like Mick Foley. It, it as much as he was not the greatest wrestler or the greatest character or the greatest anything, the sum of the parts were greater. Yeah. Than than the man, and he changed the business. Yeah. From a psychological point of view, he changed the business from a character point of view. He changed the business from the type of work that he could do. From He made the wrestling world more extreme. Yeah. Because he, he was the first, the first, probably the first wrestling book he, that he released. Yeah, his first and book from, from that was, side uh, of things, and yeah. not only did he write it himself, but it was the first one of those wrestling autobiographies, yeah. which sort of has become, you expect it from people now, Yeah, but he trailblazed that, he trailblazed proper psychology, bringing that back in wrestling, he trailblazed the hardcore yeah. ethos of people. And he was unique, like, again, to, just to look at him, his, his body shape is... In an era of where well, he was in the probably the late eighties through to the early two thousands, you were talking of an era of muscle men, steroids, you know, and he was he, he looked different. He didn't look like yeah. didn't look like The Rock. Didn't look like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Didn't look like you know Triple H. He he looked. He looked like Mick Foley. There wasn't any. There wasn't anybody else that he looked like. He couldn't really compare him to anyone else. And the no. matches he put on, and the promo work he did was was incredible. So I think, yeah, he's a good one to start on, um, for us. Definitely. Um, and it, we we share a mutual admiration of him as a wrestler and as a person yeah. and as a character. And I'm going to tag him in this. So if he'd like to share it, that would be that would be amazing. If you'd like to, if you'd like, if if you if you do listen to this, Mick. Um, with your good ear. Um, hopefully you'll like it and you'll share it and retweet it and 
we'll get rich and famous and we I'm not I don't give I can buy a wig rich and famous I, I just like talking about wrestling because yeah. I love wrestling yeah no um, I'm in this for the money basically oh, right, yeah. <laughs> there you go if you if you hear this Mick then yeah yeah we, we, we talk what we feel about you mate um, and I respect you and love you mate so uh, you won't hear this though, so I'm just pissing in the wind. Yeah, but there we are. So that's that's us, episode one. A two-parter. A two-parter. Finished. Next week, we'll be back with... Um, Hercules. Well, yeah. Due uh, to... You spoil it now, but I was going to give a few clues. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, we do, do, Some Somebody that we... We were strangely drawn to both of yeah, us. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> Fuck knows why. You'll find I think out it might be due to a certain part of his body, but we'll uh, we'll we'll get to that. We'll okay. get to that bit uh, next week. Calm. But yeah, so we've been Bang Bang Podcast. Um, hopefully, you've enjoyed this episode, part one and part two, and all being well, we'll we'll see you next week. I'm hungry. Um, so if Kentucky Fried Chicken wants to sponsor us, then go ahead. Yeah, but, and I need a wee. So if um, all right then, if Harpic wants to sponsor us, if then Pampers go ahead. want to sponsor us, <laughs> yeah. I want to. I want to. for men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to get up and have a wee. But yeah, but that is us, and we shall see you very soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> Yeah, it's